0: Welcome. This is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. We want to thank you for taking time to listen to our Sun, Salt, and Light broadcast. We want you to know and grow in the sun, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, and be the salt and the light. We'd like to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this broadcast we simply teach the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter, and we believe that God changes a life one verse at a time. I'd like to personally invite you out to come and see the church. Uh, it is a very casual atmosphere, and uh, but we do take the Word of God very seriously. We meet in a non-traditional church building. We actually meet at the BFW 3966 in Divine, Texas. It's located at 211 West College Avenue, big white building right next to the post office. Our service times are on Sunday when we go through the New Testament uh, at 10 a.m. And then on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m., we go through the Old Testament. Uh, We have children's ministry available for both services. And if you need to get more information on the church, you can go to calvarydivine.org. We need to learn to understand that there's a relationship. This is not a religion. Following Christ is not a religion. It is a relationship it's a relationship and our relationship to, should be this way to, to where we can cry out Abba Father and unfortunately sometimes the brokenness that we go through reminds us of the relationship that's needed it reminds us why we went to the word of God and, and how the Holy Spirit brings up the word of God as we're trying to minister to our child or to our other kids And he tells them, uh, whatever it, it is, we know all things are possible for you. So he's saying, take this cup of judgment from me. And this is the greatest suffering that will ever take place on this earth. It's what Jesus took on the cross. And there is no other way. There is no other way. And David Guzik said this, he said, Jesus wasn't asking for permission to let humanity perish to hell. He uh, He was asking the Father, if there's any other possible way to save humanity other than the agony that awaits me at the cross, let it be. Yet there was no other way. So Jesus went to the cross in obedience to the Father. And there is no other way to heaven. It's only through Jesus Christ in John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There are not many roads to heaven. The only way that you get to heaven is through repentance. I'm a sinner, because that's a debt you can't pay. And asking Christ into your heart. You turn from your sins. He seals you with the Holy Spirit, and you're His. And yes, you're going to continue to sin. Your past, your present, your future sins are forgiving. But what happens is when you begin to understand in the relationship with Christ, you understand what it costs for Him to be on the cross. And you sin less. This is the only way. Lord petition. Jesus is petitioning the Lord, the Father. In James chapter 4, verse 2, it says, You desire uh, desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Jesus is asking. Is there another way? There's not. But I'm afraid that some of us don't even spend the time asking. Like actually asking God, Lord, I, I need you to bless the house, bless the marriage, bless the family, bless the business. Like, are you praying for those things? Do you have a prayer list? Does it have dust on it? Because sometimes what we'll do is we'll make a prayer list and then we just, we forget about it. Are you you the type of person that tells somebody, I'll pray for you, and then you walk away from them and you never pray? Are you that person online, on Instagram, or Facebook, I'll pray for you, and you never pray? We don't ask. We don't ask we spend more time complaining than asking you know that we'll spend more time complaining than asking at the end of the day it's like we're as a church even as a church we should spend that time in prayer instead of complaining about it you know it's like i remember we we just we're we're barely a year and six months i think as a church we need a building I've had that happen quite a bit. And I'm like, we need to be, we need to take care of what God has given us here before he gives us what's next. And honestly, if you want a building, these seats are going to have to be filled up. Are we praying for it or just complaining about it? And I would ask people, are you praying for that? No, I just want to tell you I want to (laughs) build. It's like, I get it. I, I do too. I get it. I'd like to have a permanent spot. But at the same time, man, we are a non traditional church in a, a very non traditional time, in a very non traditional building. And I would never have walked into a church because of how, how lost I was. I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing it. I went to a church, first church I ever went to was in a movie theater at the Alamo Drafthouse. I felt comfortable doing that because I could sit in the back in the dark and I could get out before anybody ever saw me come in. But eventually God's word kept washing over me. And people were praying over me. And, and, and that's actually a prayer box as well. You can actually put your prayers in that box and we have a prayer team that actually prays. And somebody put my family in the box in November of 2008. And Pastor Joe handed me as the last child, all five kids, gave their life to Christ, handed me the prayer request from 2008 and said, here, this has been answered. All five kids and my wife all came to know Christ because they asked. They kept knocking. They kept seeking. They didn't go to sleep on it. If you have a prayer list, stay with it. Stay at it. I love that he says, you know, and, and, and at the end of that, not yet not what I will, but what you will. And that goes back to Matthew when we read that verse, our Father who art in heaven. It goes back to verse 10 in, in chapter 6 of Matthew that your kingdom come, your will be done. Are you okay with praying your will be done? Father, heal my grandson, your will be done are you okay with that you know the, at the end of the day it's like we have to understand like we're praying for his will to be done first john 5 verse, uh, 14 says this in first john chapter 5 verse 14 it says and this is the confidence that we have towards him uh, toward him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us It doesn't mean that you just randomly be asking for Xbox and PlayStation 4 and all. Or PlayStation 5, I think it's out now. Like as kids, you just randomly just be, hey, I'm going to ask the Lord for that. It's when your heart aligns with God's heart. And His will is done. And we need to be praying that. And and praying that only uh, about getting the will of God done. James 4.3, it says, you ask and do not proceed because you ask wrongly. And uh, to spend it on your passions. You're asking about things that are not of God. You're coming to me to pray about things that I need a car. Like, uh, not just a car, I need a Lexus. No, that's not how this works. You know, and, and that's, that's where we're at. We're, we're, we need to be praying God's will to be done. And I know that whole prosperity movement, they'll sit and pray that all day long. We need to come surrendering all to God. And I prayed for healing. I have an autoimmune disease. And I also have something called porphyria. Thanks to the United States government. During the Gulf War. Being exposed to sarin gas. Um, And I've asked for healing. And there are days it may not look like it. There are days when I can't walk. But you know what? God has provided healing enough to where I can do this. Because you know what? If I was completely healed i would be at the beach i'd probably be back in hawaii again you know i'd be enjoying probably surfing or trying to do something fun like that and i wouldn't be doing this and so i believe god has given me an answer that prayer according to his will and i'll be completely healed when i get to heaven as i shed this old old crusty body broken down As we tried to lift a washing machine yesterday, I realized, man, my back is not what it used to be at all. But we pray according to God's will, and sometimes the answer is probably not what you're going to want sometimes. But are you okay with that? In verse 37, it says, And he came, and he found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? So they fell asleep, the disciples. Now remember, they did just eat. Some people fall asleep right after eating. If you, if you ever go to Thanksgiving dinner, almost every old guy over 50 is asleep before, <laughs> within the hour after eating that turkey. They're out and snoring, right? But they're asleep. They're asleep in the garden. As Jesus is needing them, they're crashed out. But he calls out who? Peter. And he calls out Peter by what? Simon. He calls him by his old name again. He's like, you, you failed. You're, you're, you're gonna fall into temptation. You're, you're in a state that's very weak, Peter. Remember, he told them that, uh, that that night that they that he would deny them three times. How many times does they, do they fall asleep? Three times. Three times do they fall asleep. Peter was supposed to be on guard duty and he was asleep. What did Peter tell him? I'll die for you. Not if you're asleep. You're going to miss it. You were told to remain and watch what means to be awake. you got three other men, two other men sitting there with you. Y'all could keep each other enough company and be praying and helping each other stay awake. But they fell asleep. Which is just a reminder how quickly they'll scatter. In Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32, it says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded... To have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I love verse 32. But I have prayed for you. That your faith may not fail. Jesus was praying for Peter. And yet Peter was asleep at the wheel. And we see that uh, in verse 38 it says, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And we spoke about that when we did our summer series on the book Under His Influence, un, under, the, under the Influence of the Power of the Holy Spirit, Yielding to the Power of the Holy Spirit. We talk about which, which dog are you going to feed, so to say. If you feed flesh, the flesh will win. If you feed your spirit, the spirit wins. And right now, Peter is feeding the flesh. And he's going to fall into temptation. And in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, it says, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. And yet Jesus is praying, and these men are going to be severely tested and fail. And then finally we see our last point in in verses 39 through 42. Wake up, uh, the hour has come. And again he went and prayed, saying the same words. So he goes back and he begins to pray again, repeating that same prayer. And, and I love that because it's a reminder to us that sometimes when you write down a prayer, you need to you need to keep praying it. You need to keep praying it. Keep going back. Keep knocking. Keep seeking. In Luke chapter eighteen verses one through eight, it gives the parable of the old lady uh, that was looking for justice, and it says, "And he told them a parable to effect that uh, they ought always to pray and not lose heart." He said, "In a certain city, there was a judge who never." neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him, saying, Give me justice again against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterwards he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because his widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by the continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to His elect who cry to Him day and night? Will He delay long over, over them? I tell you, I, 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 He will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, the Son of Man comes and He will find faith on earth. He's telling, hey, look, this, this lady, she, she just kept coming. Like, I'm going to keep coming. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep seeking justice. And what does the judge do? He doesn't believe in God. Doesn't believe in justice. But what does he do? I'm tired of you bothering me. I'm going to go ahead and give you what you need. We need to keep coming to Christ and asking. Don't stop asking God. Until the prayer is answered. And if you keep a prayer list or a prayer book. Put down the date it was answered because you're just confirming what God is doing. It's going to bring encouragement to you that God is hearing your prayers. And so I, I think that's important for us to remember. In verse 40 it says, And he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. So here we are, they're asleep again. At this point, they don't even know what to answer. And I believe in a lot of the United States, there are a lot of churches that have fell asleep and never woke up from COVID. They just never come out of the slumber. I think in this town alone, they lost like two or three churches. They just never returned. And for us, one of the things that I pray is that as you see the picture is that you understand that we are to be watchful. We are to be awake because Jesus' return is at any time. There is nothing else that needs to happen for the rapture to happen. It can happen at any time, any moment. He tells us to stay awake, to be alert, right? To be watchful, to remain watchful. And yet, they're sleeping again. Their eyes were heavy and they fell asleep. And then the thing that really stood out to me in my teaching this week was that they did not know what to answer Him. I believe that's, that's where some of y'all are at today. You don't know what to answer Him. Like God has given you something and you, I don't want, you, know, you know the answer but you don't want to answer Him. They know why they were sleeping. They know they're not supposed to be sleeping. But like little kids, they're not going to say anything. And Jesus has already put something on your heart and you know what to answer him, but you don't answer him. We are not supposed to be in a stupor or a slumber in our prayer life. Jesus put something on our heart, we we need to have an answer for him. If you're reading something in scripture and you go, oh, I need to stop doing that. You know the answer. Are you going to answer it? We have to remember that what's happening right here is a spiritual battle. And unfortunately, the flesh is won when it came to the disciples. The flesh won. In 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the cosmic powers over the present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places and he tells you after you put on the armor of god so you can withstand that evil day what does he tell you to do he doesn't tell you to get up and fight he tells you to do what pray pray he tells you in verse 18 Praying at all times in the spirit. With all prayer and supplication. Some of y'all think you're going off to battle. And it's like no. Your prayer is. That's the battle. You put on the armor of God and you pray. We have to remember that the battle that happens is not in our power. It's, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. In verse 41 it says. And he came the third time and he said to them. Are you sleeping and taking your rest? So now he's found him asleep the third time. He says, is it it not enough? The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. So Jesus comes out of prayer. It was a spiritual battle that was happening, and he's been strengthened. He's strengthened now. He's like, hey, guys, got to get up. Y'all have done slept through this. I'm being taken now. And I'm ready for what's going to happen on the cross. I'm going to do the Father's will. I'm going to take the cup of wrath. I'm, I'm prepared now. And do you understand that's what, what prayer should do? It should strengthen you spiritually? Like there should be some strengthening that happens through the prayer. And I love what it says in Luke chapter 22 verse 43. It says, and they appear to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. An angel was strengthening him. Man, you could pray that. You have somebody in your life. I mean, we were I was just praying for one of the people here in the church. Um, we were praying for their son. And their son is going to be attending or will be here on Wednesday. We've been praying for him. And not only him, but now the other part of the family is going to come visit in November. So we're going to get to see them as well. And we've been praying for this kid. For almost a year now. And God has moved. God has moved. And, and, and it's just a reminder to us. How we need to be in prayer. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7 and 9. It says this. And we'll finish here. In the days of his flesh. Jesus offered up prayers and supplication. With loud cries and tears. To him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obeyed him. So Jesus did offer up prayers, loud cries and tears, and yet he went to the cross. So what is our application? How's your prayer life? Does it need some work? Can I be honest with you? After this week, mine does. I realize I've just, I'm just i not praying enough. I prayed a lot this week. <laughs> but I realized, you know what? I need to be like this every week. See, application is not just for you. It's for the pastor, too. We're learning as we go. Did you know that? It's, it's important for you all to understand that. The other thing is, how is your relationship, your personal relationship with God? When you read, Abba, Father, and he cries that out, like a child running to the Father, Daddy, with all tenderness, is that your relationship with Jesus? If not, why? 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 How do you hear from God? Through His Word. You spend time in His Word. You spend time in prayer. You spend time in fellowship. God will sometimes use another believer to speak to you. God will actually use an angel to show up when you can't minister to somebody. Like I prayed for people in California, and I, I I'm like Lord, I can't get there. I need you to send even an angel if you have to to share the gospel to this young man. Just keep putting people in place to continue to share God's word. I got family that's back in the East Coast. I, All I can do is pray. But you know what? I know God's hearing. Just like he heard Daniel. The moment he started praying, hey, we got you. I got you. Let me send Gabriel down to you. We need that personal relationship with God. Because let me tell you something. You are going to go through some very dark valleys in this lifetime. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're immune to life. You'll go through illness. You'll go through death. You'll go through sadness. I just, as I was, we came, both came in... Grabbing donuts, but there was an accident, real bad accident um, on 90. And they must have hit at probably 70 miles an hour. And it T-boned the other car, and it looked like somebody had just did like this. and, And that's what the car looked like. You couldn't even tell where the door was. Somebody died this morning. And, and you think somebody's going to get news that their loved one is either in the hospital barely alive or somebody died this morning and that's going to be a hard valley for that person or for us as we go through these things can i tell you this one last thing and this complacency in your relationship with god will bring weakness to many areas of your walk with god if you want to be complacent in your relationship with God, you'll be complacent in your word. You'll be complacent in your time of prayer. You'll be complacent. I'll, I'll go to church every now and then, but I won't go every week. That's uh, that's what complacency does. But let me tell you something. As you get into the Garden of Gethsemane, because you will be there being pressed one day, every one of us, like that presser, you'll cry out to the Father. And that relationship is so important for us is to have that personal relationship so we know who to turn to, right? So how is your prayer life? How is your personal relationship with Christ? We all, when we get to these next few weeks, it's going to be very tough pieces of Scripture because we'll be dealing with the cross and the death of Jesus Christ. And why he died, and why he came to this earth. And uh, it, it's, you know, for us that uh, it, it can be hard sometimes when we have to go over the cross. And you just reading about the cup of wrath, that it was terror. Oh, last one, last piece of application. Jesus shared what was going on in his heart. Find a brother or sister in Christ that you can be open and honest with and have them pray with you. If you're going through anything at all, say, hey, man, I need prayer. I need prayer. Don't come in here and be the hypocrite and act like everything's okay when it's not. If you need prayer, man, I will pray with you. My wife, when she's here, she'll be here next week. She will pray with you. Miss Elba will pray with you. Miss Donna will pray with you. We will pray with you. But man, don't, don't, don't come in here and and be weighed down, and leave being weighed down because you never really kind of. Oh, I mean, this is really. I need, I need to pray over this. Be open and honest. So, how's your prayer life? How's your personal relationship with Jesus? And are you being open and honest with your walk? Because I can be honest with you. I I need a prayer this week, and I appreciated every prayer, and, and I could see. Every time from the EMS, the person in the EMS truck was a believer ministering to my daughter on the way to the hospital. She gets to the hospital, the nurse was a believer, the doctor's a believer. That's God. And we had the pastors of this area, the pastors in San Antonio praying. We had, man, people were coming and praying and petitioning. And I'm a pastor. I'm crying. I'm like, hey, I need prayer. This is what's going on. I need prayer for this, and I need prayer for the mom and dad. To bring comfort and peace to their heart right now. We need to be open and honest. I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast. This is uh, Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel Divine, Texas. If you're someone like me who is, uh, listens to a lot of podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Audible, iHeart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, just type in Calvary Chapel uh, Divine and you'll, you'll be able to track us down. And lastly, I just wanted to invite you out to church. Uh, we are a casual church that meets in a non-traditional building, uh, meaning that we meet at the VFW 3966 on West College Avenue, big white building right next to the the post office. Uh, If you want to get more information about our church, if you need to ask uh, some questions, or you even need prayer, just go to calvarydivine.org. And uh, we want to thank you again just for listening to this broadcast of Calvary Chapel Divine Texas, Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. God bless you. Have a good one.